I'm gonna talk about turkey vultures because they use um, projectile vomiting as a form of defense, and I that think that's really weird. Disgusting. Hi, welcome to Gabbing with Gason. I'm your host, Gason, or as my friends just call me, Jason. Hi, welcome to Gabbing with Gason. I'm your host, Gason, or as my friends just simply call me, Jason. Welcome back. I don't even, we're on the eighth episode. That's where we're at, which is insane. I keep saying that after every show because I'm just surprised that it's still happening. And we keep getting new listeners, which is even more exciting because I I watch the numbers climb and it makes me so happy to see you all listening to just random conversations with me and my friends. Who knew we were so excited? But we are. So, um, if you're new to the show, we just, uh, I started doing this podcast during COVID part one. I'm going to say part one because we know part two isn't coming. Uh, during COVID part one, uh, as a way to connect with my friends and, um, instead of doing like a thousand Zoom calls and FaceTimes and things that make my face look ginormous. So, um, yeah, and I bring on a new co-host every week. They are my guesty besties, if you will, because they are one of my best friends. So this week, uh, please give a round of applause in your car or in your bathroom. Maybe that's where you're listening. I don't know. Maybe you're at work. Uh, wherever you're at, give yourself, give, well, yourself a round of applause, but then also give us our next guesty bestie co-host a round of applause. Please welcome my friend, Case. Hi. Hi. I'm welcome so excited. Show. I'm Yay. excited to have you here. Oh, I hope people are listening on the toilet. I didn't even think about that. And now I'm so happy. I know, right? I, you know, we, <laughs> we don't have high expectations here. I think that's a plenty healthy expectation. I mean, you know, well, so I love podcasts. I think you and I've talked about that too, but, Mm -hmm. um, I listen to them when I'm not at like training at work or when I have to be at a meetings, I have podcasts going Mm -hmm. all day long, uh, including when I wake up in the morning, um, I listen to the NPR, um, their first podcast that gives you the news in like 12 minutes. And that's how I wake up, laying in bed, listening to the news. And then I put on whatever podcast I'm binging currently, which right now is called Small Town Dicks, which is not what you think it's about. Is it about dicks sporting goods in small towns? (laughs) No, it's actually about detectives in a small town. And they relate one of their true crime stories and they from the start to the end. And um, it's hosted. It's hosted by Yeardley Smith, a.k.a. Lisa Simpson. Whoa. And it's actually a really, really good... I've learned so many different things. And um, it doesn't just cover, like... Like, a lot of true pod- crime podcasts cover, like, murder. Mm-hmm. They don't just cover murder. They cover... Unfortunately, they get a little graphic sometimes. But they cover, like, abuse, child abuse, wow. adult abuse, um, a lot of drugs, missing <sighs> persons, um, things like that. So they really get involved. Uh, one of the cool things that they do is they also bring on uh, 911 operators and they play oh. some calls. Yeah, and they talk about some of the crazier calls and the more emotional calls that they get. So um, it's actually really good. I'm, I'm plugging another podcast. I doubt they'll ever plug mine, and that's okay. I love you, Yeardley. I, someday I want to meet you, but it's cool. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I really like it. So, but yeah, I start my day off with one and then I have you start a start your day off with a murder podcast, right? Right. Go on. Because it makes mm-hmm. me terrified and yeah. my focus mm-hmm. at work. Um, <laughs> and then I have, and then I listen to like whatever podcast and then I listen to a Christmas one and, um, and I have a, like a little cycle and I try to get through like four or five podcast episodes a day and I'm pretty good about it usually depending if I'm not too busy. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, you know, I think one day I'll just host an episode by myself talking about all the other podcasts that I love. Um, <laughs> everybody gets free advertising on my show. Oh my God. I love that. I'd listen to it. You could call it like the Godcast. The God oh, of all podcasts. That's good. That's a good idea. I bet you there's a podcast out there where somebody interviews other podcast hosts. There has uh, to be. I'm sure there is. I know, like, uh, I listened to By the Book, and the two hosts on there, like, they interview a lot of other people that end up doing podcasts as well. And they're See? amazing. Yeah. Someday maybe I'll be on that, but I doubt it. Um, oh, it's addicting. <laughs> so we start each episode off by talking about cocktails or a drink, or in some cases a mocktail, if you, you know, will. But I have noticed with my friends, a lot of them are a little nervous when they come on. <laughs> Case is an exception. Um, I am. But, uh, so we always have a drink. So what, uh, what is your, your, your beverage of choice right now? What do you, what do you have? So it's kind of, um, like a murky cider color. I decided to call it bog water just cause that was a good name. Uh, it's basically just some whiskey and like whiskey sour mix and ginger ale. But I thought like make myself feel like a dirty witch and call it bog water. <laughs> I, it's the best name ever, Thank and you. I want to try it because I have a party that I think it would be great at. Ooh, um, oh my gosh! But uh, yeah, I totally want to try that someday. I'm Bog gonna go water. To that party. Well, I know this is gonna be a surprise to all of my guests. I am having Malibu. My God! I know, and as usual, Malibu is not a sponsor of this show. But we are going to keep putting that out in the atmosphere as much as possible because I want them to be a sponsor of the show. And, you know, uh, really, honestly, I just want them to send me a care package. Um, but I finally got something I've been trying to get for the past, like, four episodes. Well, I was finally about- able today to get the Strawberry Malibu. <gasps> Whoa. And I'm going to tell you all right now, it is life-changing. No. <laughs> so I, I don't, you can tell, it's kind of like a pinkish color right now. I am drinking, so I got the, the strawberry Malibu, and I was like, well, what what can you mix with the strawberry Malibu? And so, of course, where do I go? The Malibu website, because they know everything, they're Malibu. Mm-hmm. And I made a Malibu Strawberry Bay Breeze. Whoa, tell I know. me everything. It's, uh, it's actually really simple. It's one part pineapple juice, one part cranberry juice, and then one part Malibu. I don't know what a part is, but in my opinion, Malibu should always be more than one part. (laughs) So, um, I mixed it together and it is dangerous. Like it's so good that I had to stop myself because I took a couple big, just a real good (laughs) sip before we started. And I was like, I'm going to have to make another one of these during the show. I'm really careful. I don't even know how to describe it. It is perfect for a hot summer day. Like, if you were sitting outside right now, Case, if we were actually, like, at my apartment doing this, mm-hmm. uh, we would be out, like, on the deck, chilling. Ooh, yeah. Like, with the it's, sun setting. And the strawberry drink. is so good when it infuses with the pineapple and the cranberry. Um, it tastes almost like a daiquiri, if you will. 
Oh my god. You should get some of those, like, crushed strawberries that are in, like, a <sighs> sugar syrup and just one dollop of that in there. Oh, that's a great idea. Hamana. It's so good. I have to say, Malibu, I love the original coconut rum. We know that that is my passion. But this strawberry is, I, I, it's out of this world. It is out of this world. And I'm so glad that I finally got it. And I want to tell everybody how I got it. I, I talked about in the last episode that there's an app out there that delivers liquor to your home, which is amazing. It's like Instacart, but for booze. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's, it's called Drizzly. Instead of Grizzly, like God, a Grizzly that's bear. such a good name. It's Drizzly, oh. and their logo is a bear, which I automatically was like, well, this is meant to be because I'm a that's bear. incredible. So Drizzly, uh, what you do is you have to order a certain amount and they purchase it from your local liquor store. So like not a mm-hmm. big chain grocery store, but an actual liquor store. And then, you know, they deliver it to your home. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to review Drizzly today because I really want to get Strawberry Malibu in the grocery store. Sure either doesn't carry it or they never have it. And so the first thing with Drizzly is this. They were like, hey, do you have a coupon code? And I was Ooh. like, <laughs> I do, Drizzly. I do, because <laughs> I found one. And then Drizzly was like, oh, I'm sorry. Coupon codes don't work in Missouri. Shut up, Drizzly. Nobody I likes you. Mad. Just kidding. We like you. I, no, no. We do. We do. But I was real irritated yeah, we that like- I couldn't use a coupon. So I don't know if there's some kind of weird state law or some regulation or something about coops, but... Uh, hmm. So what it does is it says, you know, most of those uh, delivery apps require a a certain amount to purchase before the delivery, right? Like even if it's a food Mm -hmm. service app or whatever. Uh, Drizzly allows the liquor store, I guess, to set the amount that they want you to pay. Because I looked at two different places and one was like, you have to have a $40 minimum and the other was a $30 minimum. And when it comes to Malibu, there is no minimum. It's fine. That's beautiful. That should be their new slogan. <laughs> when it comes to Malibu, there is no minimum. That's true. Brought to you by Gapping with Gason. That's right. See? See? Mm-hmm. Uh, someday, somebody has got to get somebody there to listen to this show. Well, call uh, John Malibu and, you know, ask him well, for... <laughs> John Malibu. Um, so, you order the drinks, right? And then it's like hey, this store also has, like, do you need juice? Do you need any mixers? Do you need this? And I was like, well, I I do need pineapple juice and cranberry juice. How wonderful. Thank you for the recommendation, Drizzly. Mm. Uh, the delivery fee wasn't bad. I think it was, like, five bucks. Now, they will allow you to actually get more than one delivery from a different store. So, like, if you wanted to go to two hmm. different stores, but they charge you the delivery fee for each store. Okay. And then, and then you'll tip, tip more too, probably. Yeah, right. And then you yeah. tip the driver. And so I was like, okay, now I'm going to say this because I kept wondering. I was like, it's not asked for my ID. It's not asked for any of that kind of really information. And I was like, well, how are they going to do this? Because it's COVID and I don't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> uh, but what they do is I did go meet the driver who's super amazing. I don't know her name, but she was fabulous. So, you know, good for her. Um She's like, well, I go, I've, so I've never ordered. And she was like, oh, well, here's how we do it. And I was like, you know what I love about you? You didn't make me feel stupid. And you took your time to explain your process. Perfect drizzly driver. Exactly. And she's like, so all we do is we ask you to give me your ID. Um, I was like, oh, you need me to take it out? And she's like, yeah, if you can take it out of your wallet. And then we scan the barcode on the back of your ID. And that's how we verify. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, genius. Genius. I think that's what they do at like Walmart or some other big store like that. Not that I've ever bought liquor from a big store or anything because I'm a good that's okay. kid. Listen, there's no judgment here. 
Last time I bought liquor, it was literally like I had to get lim- like limes and I think I got gin and I also needed to bury something. So I had a shovel. So I was walking around the store with like a bag of limes and a bottle of gin and a shovel. <laughs> it was really great. This it was just why... during the beginning of distancing, too. So I could use my social distance shovel. Like, don't get more than a shovel's length near me. You know, this is why I love you so much. Oh, I'm just here for limes too. and gin and oh, a shovel. Reason for the shovel is a whole other story that I know I've told you about a possum. And oh, that's right. Yes, I, I Yeah, it's really yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't kill a possum for the record no, to all of the didn't. listeners. I would never because no, they are good boys and girls and friends. I love possums. They are some of my favorite animals. Like, oh, they're so they're cute. so cool. They I... eat 6,000 ticks in one season per possum. That's a lot of ticks. Yeah, and they can't get Lyme disease. Oh, good for them. They're the coolest. I just, I have to say, like, I love weird, fluffy animals. Like, yes. possums and skunks. Oh, God, if oh, I could call a skunk. Oh, my God, yes. Some people so have cute. them as pets. You can get the little, like, scent gland removed when they babies. I've heard they're playful like dogs, but snuggly like cats. And ever since then, my life has been different. Oh, gosh, I really I want one. So boy. You, what, what, let me ask this, because we're totally off topic. It doesn't matter, because that's how the mm-hmm, show goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you could have any animal as a pet, now, we know that there's rules, and, and they're in place for a reason, but if there wasn't any rules, if you could have one animal as a pet, what would you have? Okay, real or fictitious? Uh, let's go with real. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so, extinct or still alive? Uh, I'm going to keep splintering questions like this, because, you know, I like choice. a lot of animals. Okay, I'm going to give a two-part answer. I know it's cheating, but um, yeah. first one, obviously, Velociraptor. That's great. Don't like you. Velociraptor, go. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Done. Mitch McConnell, gone. Ah. Velociraptor. Ah. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Just not kidding. Um, second of all, ah, that's a hard one as far as animals that exist. Um, I think probably sun bears. Have you seen them? They have really, really long tongues that are like three or four feet. And they're just a cute, silly bear with kind of a squished oh, snout. But their yes. tongues are stupid long. Yes. Oh, they're great. I so love cute. them. Uh, for me, it's a, it's a toss-up between mm-hmm. a lemur. Oh, yes. I think lemurs are absolutely beautiful. Oh, they're so cool. And uh, when I was working at a TV station 100 years ago... Uh, Bush Gardens came on and they brought animals and this lemur like leapt <gasps> off of their trainer and landed right on my shoulder, sat no. on my head, and it stayed there with me the entire broadcast. It did You're not the luckiest man in the world. I know. And then when they tried to tell it it was time to go, it screamed at them and it was like it wasn't leaving. Oh and I was like, I don't know if it's claimed me, but it has a piece of my heart forever. That's so amazing. You made a connection. I would love a lemur. Or uh, a fox. I think foxes are just Ooh, yeah. so cute when they yell. Oh. They're so cute. Oh my cute. god, their screams are so scary, though. They sound I like know. people being murdered, which is great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like that sound, you know. <laughs> just your neighbors would be like, okay, so it's the murder house again. Okay. It's the murder house. But I they're know, so I think cute. Foxes are beautiful, though. They're really gorgeous. And they're like, Russia like made like domesticated foxes now, right? Like lots and of people has. have them as pets. I feel like, yeah. They look sweet and cuddly, Ooh. but I do know that a fox, you know, will probably eat your face off, so. That's fine. He can have yeah. it. And if I could have an aquatic one, I'm taking back Ooh. again. I would have yes. an otter. <gasps> you otter do that. It ah! makes sense because you're a bear. Ah! It's a gay joke. <laughs> I do like otters. Those are really I love good. Otters. They're so cute. Have you seen a baby otter? 
Oh, God, yes, please. Oh, always it's more. everything. It's everything. Oh. Like, when they first learn how to swim, and you're just like, oh, oh you did it. Yeah. Little buddy, you can keep going. So cute. Okay, um, my dog oh, hears me already... fawning over other animals, and she just came in really upset looking at me like, bitch, oh. I hear you, and I see you. She's walking away now because I'm not fawning over animals. That's okay. right. I was gonna say, you know, we're we're like twenty minutes into the recording and we're already off topic. So welcome to yep. Gabbing with Gason. What do we do? Uh, if you have a topic for Gabbing with Gason that you'd like us to cover, you can go ahead and reach out to us at gabbingwithgason at gmail.com. That's right, it's Gabbing with Gason with a G at gmail.com. Or you can do what a lot of our listeners have done and call in and leave a voicemail. And to do that you simply just go to anchor.fm slash gabbing with Gason and click the link to record and you can send us a little message and as long as it's appropriate and it's nice and flattering I will play it uh, after the show um, so and we're encouraging everybody now this is the last pride episode uh, for this season so if you would like to call in and tell us what pride means to you uh, we'd love to hear it so please take a moment out of your day and just call in and leave a quick little voicemail hmm. of what pride means to you which is a good segue now because uh, case we should tell everyone how oh, yeah. we met. We should. One quick note, though. Um, I yes. feel like I should also mention that uh, Pride is like it's really good for your brand, especially like you know refreshing things that are new, like Malibu strawberry. Like I think really that that's just a smart way to advertise. So you know, Joe Malibu, if you're listening, you know exactly where you need to go with your advertising now. <laughs> the best thing ever. I swear I'm not paying my friends to do this. They just all know. They all know how much I love Malibu. It's so ridiculous. I just couldn't tell. <laughs> so, uh, Case and I met actually working on the Pride organization uh, that, that we both actually currently volunteer for. And as I like to remind all of our listeners, we never give out last names just because of safety. However, um, you know, we do have something to celebrate. We mentioned it on the last show that, you know, uh, I used to say it's because we wanted to make sure that, you know, in some cases you could be fired for being openly gay or trans or non-binary. Um, and the, uh, Supreme court shockingly, uh, stated that that's no longer the case across the land. So, um, but we're still going to protect each other's privacy here. Um, and not use last names. And that's just something I think we're going to do for the whole entirety of this podcast. I think it's just nicer. So, um, Case. Yeah, yeah. I, do you remember when we first met? Let me ask you, do you remember when we first met? It was a meet cute, I think. Like, I was in the rain and I needed an umbrella and you, like, drove by and the water hit me. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, no. And then you stopped your car and I looked up and you were like, oh. I need to help this person. Otherwise, I think it was, um, gosh, it wasn't, what was it? The advisory council? Uh, I like think interview? so. I think you showed up. I don't remember who, yeah. how you found, I think you found us and came to a meeting. Mm -hmm. It was for um, the Facebook thing that I saw. Yeah. I was and like, I, I, think, I, did, I think, oh wait, no. Did I interview you? Did I interview you? You and Beth. That's right. Yeah. So we had mm -hmm. interviewed you and I knew honestly at that moment, I was like, this <laughs> person is somebody that we need to have in this organization. I don't know what their role is going to be. Oh, they have so much energy. Um, and I've learned so much from you. Um, and mm -hmm. then you just naturally somehow decided to get on the board with me. <laughs> and that was amazing. But I think what really bonded our friendship, and this is my opinion, was mm -hmm. when we had to put on a drag show 
for yes. uh, Anime St. Louis for uh, a bunch of teenagers and, <coughs> yes. and, and preteens. <laughs> and I think you honestly saved my sanity that day. Because I, I was mean, like, there's not I... much to save, so it works really well for me. <laughs> that's, that's it's not a huge true. job, but thank you. <laughs> well, you just jumped right in. You're like, what do you need? And I was like, ah, uh, everything. <laughs> you know, like anime fans are a very specific kind of person. And it's, it's a group that I've grown up with. Like since I was probably got like 11 or 12, I've been really, really deep into like the anime and manga and comics communities. So I just kind of get how to like interact. I get kind of the expectations. Um, I don't know. I'm like, I was once like you, my sweet summer child. Let me guide you into the light instead of to the darkness. Um, and you definitely, like, you did really, really well with them, too. Like, you're ah! just a naturally good person with people, and that's impressive because sometimes they can be a little hard to handle because it's a very high-energy crowd. There was a very... I was just like, oh, yeah. this is why I didn't have kids. Okay. All right. Mm. That's basically baby me. It's beautiful. But it was it was beautiful to see these kids come out there and give a chance to shine oh, and come out of their shells. And it was really sweet. I that will go down as one of my. I think I cried memories. four times that weekend. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, oh, especially it was the good. one that won. Uh, the one I thought we were gonna have to oh, tell. Oh God! Yes. You couldn't come back Lance. because I was like, oh. oh, sweet Lance, you are not good. I got the goosebumps. <laughs> And then Lance, Lance's oh, uh, dress rehearsal was awful, and Lance was so nervous. And then during the show, Lance just came out and owned that stage and ended up winning. Oh, it was awful. I remember specifically him on the stage when he was doing the rehearsal, and I was saying, like, okay, you've got the energy, but what you need to do is, like, if you think you're putting your arms out, put them out even wider. Like, act like you are exaggerating every movement, and you're gonna own it. Like, just yeah. pretend that everybody can only see you from really far away, and make your movements big, and you're gonna get it. And he got it. He got like, it. It G-A-W-T. So, so good. It was so good. It was oh. All those kids were wonderful. Um, I think what was really awesome about that moment, too, and we've talked about this, but I'll, I'll tell everybody listening, is that um, during that show, we talked a lot about um, drag being the way to um, express yourself or find who you are or play with gender or and really just explaining to the adults that were in the crowd as well as the other kids and, and teenagers and you know whatever about the LGBT community. And I'll never forget the next day, Lance's mom came up to me and said, um, I just want to thank you so much for what you did for Lance. And I was like, wow, well, I didn't do anything for Lance. I was like, that kid came out and rocked it. I said, honestly, <laughs> I thought we were going to tell him no. And she said, well, you know, my husband is standing over there. He didn't want to come over here. And I was like, okay. And she's <laughs> like, but he really listened to what you were saying about the community. And we know Lance is struggling with figuring out who he is. And I, for the first time, my husband really appreciated Lance and supported Lance and really started to I can see a change in him already and I was like well that's that's what pride is there for right like that's what groups like ours do is to give people the opportunity to just be yourself and know that you're in a safe and supportive environment so that you can figure out who you are because adolescence mm -hmm. is gross Oh, yes, that's the best way anybody's ever summarized it, I think. I, it is. It's like, you it know, is. you're trying to figure out what's going on everywhere. 
You're, you're a massive gangle of like, yes, body uh, parts. And like new substances out of every hole. Like, yeah, just, you don't know that you smell great. all of a sudden and you're supposed to like, Or you do and that's even worse because you're uh, like, oh good, I smell now. I smell now. Right, but and then, then you throw in hormones and you throw in that you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out like, you're really trying to find your identity and and you're trying to find your friends. It's just, it's gross. It's a gross point in life. Did you ever watch Big Mouth? Uh, of course I watched Big Mouth. Yeah, because that's pretty much just the whole show. Like, yeah. just oh, look at how gross puberty is. It's real gross. It's, glad you didn't have to do that again, huh? Yeah, it's just gross. kidding. Like, I'm like, my God, I'm so glad I never have to go through <laughs> that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But creating those safe spaces like that for people like Lance who were just trying to figure out, you know, who am I? What am I doing? And, and uh, I think, you know, to me, and I've asked every one of my guests, but I've never said really what pride means to me. And I've waited to this show to say it. But Ooh. pride means to me is a, a safe community. And what I mean by that is it is safe to be who I am. If I am considered uh, overweight or I am, you know, made to feel ugly anywhere else. At Pride, I know that I'm pretty. I know that I'm attractive. I know that I am so comfortable 100% being who I am. You know, if I if I have a boyfriend, I'm single, by the way, so just putting it out there. If I have a boyfriend, I can take my boyfriend's hand <laughs> and hold it and walk around. You know, I see kids getting to be themselves, kids exploring who they are and figuring out life and it's just this massive supportive community. So pride will always be support for me because that's, that's truly what it is. You know, we, we have to support each other and it's not just us supporting. It's not just like me supporting only the lesbians, right? (laughs) We're supporting an entire community and there's, I don't like the term alphabet soup. It annoys me. Intersectional maybe. Yeah. Intersectional. That's good. Uh, There is a lot of letters, but I think pride is changing now. Because pride is no longer just about that part of your identity, that part of your sexuality, uh, that part of your 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 wherever. It's it this year. Pride is completely different, yeah. right? Oh, pride yeah. is now taking pride in our communities of people of color, standing by them, standing up for them, mm-hmm. standing with them, and it's taking pride in the fact that we have such an amazing, rich culture in this country that needs to be celebrated that we're taking this moment now and we're all celebrating our differences together now whether that celebration is in the form of a protest or whatever it doesn't matter that is a celebration and that's that's what pride is also it's support and celebration celebrating our differences and celebrating the things that we can find in common together so now that i've thrown mine out there Case, what's your definition of pride? What does pride mean to you? Well, after your beautiful poetic yeah. speech, I'm like, I Lies. like rainbow color and it's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, like I think you really encapsulated it very well. Um, I, it's probably something similar for me to be honest. Um, when it comes down to it, uh, pride, I think to me is about like. For you, it seems like it's uh, accepting the community together, like bringing a bunch of people to support each other. For me, it's a very personal journey because it's something that I'm constantly working on. Um, like, I'm so sorry, my dog is whining in the background. It's okay, I love the dog. <laughs> we don't like her, just kidding, she's great. 
Um, I can't hear her, so I don't think anybody else can, but it's all right. Okay, good. Making sure. Ah. Um, Yeah, so for me, Pride has been a really kind of strange journey. Like, I've never totally fully known exactly, like, where I stand on what scale, on, like, you know, what is the gender, what is the sexuality, what is the romantic orientation, like it really vacillates quite a lot. So it's really cool to have this month and this group of people and all of these events that are celebrating, like, dude, everybody has the struggle and it's something that, like, you shouldn't be ashamed of. Like, really that shame is a big part of it and it's not talked about a whole lot because it's awful to talk about shame. Like, I'm gonna go a little Brene Brown here, so bear with me, but... I love Brene Brown, it's okay. Oh, isn't she great? Like, uh, oh my man, gosh. <laughs> right? Oh, she's absolutely wonderful. Um, so, like, if we don't talk about that aspect of pride, I think a lot of people still struggle with that issue. And it's been kind of cool for like mental health in particular to be very, like, kind of a trendy topic. Like people are much more open about talking about it. And I think shame is very much a part of that conversation. And pride helps pull that away. Like it celebrates those differences so much and really says like, no, don't just be like happy that you are like asexual, like put a flag on yourself that says, I am very asexual. I am identifying this loudly. Like look at all of my colors. I am aggressively asexual, which would be the great name of an album. Um, So it's just cool that like, I don't know. it's, It's kind of a therapeutic tool, I guess to some extent to me like it's it's neat to see people really feel free to be themselves like you said but I'm almost coming at it from the opposite perspective of like I can look inside of myself and go okay you're fine like because you are different that's fine you are good like there is no normal you know do you um do you remember what your first Pride, like the first one you ever went to. Do you remember that feeling when you were there? Because the, I, I just, I know that I will never forget the first time I went to Pride. Oh like my gosh, what tell it me about felt it. Like. So, I think for me, the first time I, I was probably like a junior or a senior in high school, and I think it was maybe like one of them that are a little further into the city. Uh, I remember just loving kind of the, I've always been a part of like the quote unquote alternative community. Um, Like, I don't want to be a conformist, like all those preps. But like, you know, pride was the logical extension. Like, okay, if I'm going to embarrass my parents, I'm going to make it worse and say like, I like women and men all together. Deal with it, mom. And she's just like, okay, sweetie. Um, Being at pride was really neat because it was just like, I'm experiencing these orientations in such a like a, a positive way and not to get too personal but I had some trauma like early on in life that really tainted like anything sexual and it made it really difficult and pride was really integral kind of in healing that a little bit like it just again really affirmed like no matter how you feel that's fine and being around like a whole community of people that had all of these different orientations and romantic inclinations. It was just neat. Like, okay, so I'm not like a different weirdo. Actually, I have a community. Like, mm-hmm. and it's fine to be a different weirdo. I love it. I have stay weird tattooed onto my shoulder, but like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's nice again, in a, like a therapeutic kind of way. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that because I remember the first time I went, my first feeling, honestly, I was overwhelmed. It was... <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was so much happening that I remember um, I was meeting some people there and I was really uncomfortable because I didn't know where to meet them. I didn't know where I was going. Oh. I went by myself and I didn't tell any of my friends I was going. Like, I just went. And I just, I remember right away feeling overwhelmed and just stopping in my tracks. And I was like, do I go? Do I not? Like, is this me accepting who I am? What's going mm-hmm. on? And I just remember being like, breathe. <laughs> it's okay. And I didn't actually go to Pride until years after I like officially came out. I still had never gone wow. really yeah. to a Pride. And um, I just needed... I think I just needed some time to still, I think I was still accepting who I was, right? Mm-hmm. And For sure. when I got there and I saw these people and I remember that I saw families with kids and I was like, oh, kids are here. <laughs> There's the guy walking around in his underwear. What, where am I? <laughs> what is this beautiful and terrifying place? But that's what it was. It was absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just remember all the bright colors. I remember there was so much love. It was just amazing. And I, I, I will not ever forget that experience because it was, it's like coming, I hate to use the term coming home, but you're, you're, it's maybe it's coming home to like love and support. I, maybe that's why pride means that much to me because it was like, I'm okay here. When mm-hmm. I leave here, I may not be, but while it's I'm here. It's a safe here, space. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's why I help with pride now is that I want to still give that for that first person that's never gone to oh, one. Yes. We want to get, like, that's my other selfish mm-hmm. goal there is to give you that experience and let you walk in to let you see that you may not get support at home or in your church community or mm-hmm. wherever, mm-hmm. Um, but here you will. Here people are happy oh. to see you. Here people are welcome yes. with open arms. Um, Have you seen, so- like, the looks on the teens' faces, like, especially younger teens when they come in for the first time? Just this, oh, kind of, oh, it's delightful. And just, then 30 seconds ugh. later, they have a flag tied around like a Oh, yeah, they're running around. They're in cosplay, probably. I'm like, yeah. get it. Own it. That's what I love about it, though. That's why this month is so special, is that, mm-hmm. you know, we're creating that sense of community now. And we've expanded what the term community means, too. Like, you know, for the longest time, it was mm-hmm. just the lesbians and gays. And then we added the B. Now we've added the T. And then people were like, I don't know about the B. Then they were like, I don't know about the T. Right. And then we added the Q. And people were like, why are you saying Q? That's redundant. we added the I and the A and everything else that's coming with it. Because we we finally reached a point where people can just be people. And, you know, allowing them to have that space, that freedom to just be themselves is, is what pride really is. It really is. We just got yes. real serious on this podcast. That's yes. not really what we do here, but we did. Malibu Joe, call in any time and talk about what pride <laughs> means to you. Yeah, is there, a, is there a pride Malibu bottle? Because I would love to help uh, create that Gabby with Casey. I'm going to try to come up um, with a pun for that. <laughs> we'll see where we go. Um, Malibu's up? I don't know. Oh, no, I, I, that one might be too much. Um, <laughs> no I was such thing. like Malibu. Bloom because pride would be in bloom, or mala boom like boom it's pride. Mm -hmm, Um, And it would be a uh, whatever Malibu reach out. Come on, I've given you a bunch of ideas. It's time. Um, (laughs) Give back to the community, Malibu rum. Right. So um, now I did bring you on because I wanted to talk about one thing. Um, 
that I think a lot of people have trouble understanding. Yeah, bring it home, baby. Come on, let's talk. And, and what that is, is understanding two things. Number one, the term non-binary. Mm-hmm. And number two, using pronouns, they and them, to describe a singular person. And I think that's where those grammar people are like, no, but it's... Mm. You want to hear a funny story? Once upon a time, I was that person. The end. (laughs) Good story. Like, I distinctly remember being in the car with friends and being like, they, them, that's not how you're supposed to do that. That's improper. I I was the same way. Yeah, it's it's natural, I think, honestly. It makes sense to be like, wait a minute. Well, because we're taught the definition of those words. So... Mm -hmm. Um, now, you identify as non-binary. Yes. And you use they, them pronouns. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes, this is a good conversation. So Yes. Excited. So, <laughs> I, you can be as open as you want, but mm-hmm. I would really love for you to explain to people out there listening what, first off, let's start with the, the your identity. Let's start with mm-hmm. that, and then we can come back to the pronoun discussion. But what, when you, when you use the term non-binary... What, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Like, if you were explaining to somebody for the very first sure. time who had no idea, how, how do you explain that? So non-binary kind of falls under the umbrella term of trans. And when I say umbrella, it's like you picture an umbrella and you see the word trans under it. And then there are a bunch of other little umbrellas with words under those. So, like, the term encompasses a whole bunch of other terms. But you can use any of those you want, depending on how you feel about labeling yourself. So... Um, Like, for instance, I don't feel super comfortable calling myself trans. It's just, like, it's technically true, but at the same time, I'm not like, I'm trans! Like, just the word non-binary feels so good. Um, Non-binary is basically um, an identity where it can be a number of things. For me, it's basically just an absence of gender. Like, that could be agender for some people, like an actual absence of gender. It could be gender fluid, where like sometimes you feel more one way than another. Um, I really like the term non-binary because it keeps it quite vague and I don't have to feel like I need to adhere to certain standards because that's something that like I struggle with a lot. I'm like, am I really non-binary? Because right now I kind of want to wear like a dress or makeup and then am I really non-binary because I'm wearing a binder? Is it just trans? I don't know. So kind of that umbrella term just works so well so that I don't pressure myself into feeling or looking any certain way. And when you say that, you're meaning basically the, the I don't know if the, if the word construct, but that's what I'm going to use. The, mm-hmm. word co- the construct of, yes. when we talk about gender, we are, we are told that there was only ever two genders. There was mm-hmm. male and female. And it leads into this much bigger discussion versus, you know, sex you were uh, assigned at birth versus mm-hmm. gender. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between the two? Because I think... Once we kind of understand that piece, mm-hmm. then this the the um, identity of non-binary will. That's right. how I understood it. I had to go from um, right. understanding the difference between you know the g- gender versus. You start biological, and then you get to yeah. kind of the philosophical. Yeah. So. Yes, I can talk about this. This is my favorite. I was literally just talking with my husband about it because, like, he's super, super, super interested in this in general as well. Like, he's one of those people kind of like me where, like, he would identify more as, like, non-binary if he cared more, but he really is just like, I don't know. So, basically, if you look at, like, a human person, you got your 
genital bits, and then you got your brain bits. And for some people, sometimes they're a little mixed up, but that's fine. You know, you do you. Um, the first thing that we have to kind of shatter in people's minds is the great news that there aren't not just like two sexes, really. Like, sex is a multitude of traits. Like, it's not just like you have a P or you have a V. Um, you can have like, you can have your little cave and then you can also have like testes or you can have your little baby arm and, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't even finish that one. Did what I could there. You could have a number of traits. You could have that in a uterus. Um, you can basically be a little bit of anything and that's known as intersex. And a lot of people know that, a lot of people don't, that's fine. Um, so it's fine to say, like, I am male, or I am female, or I am intersex, like, really biologically, like, a doctor's just gonna need to know, okay, like, what do you have and what don't you have so I can diagnose you? That's all that that matters for. Other than that, pretty much goes away from the conversation, because now, when you move to gender, you erase everything else in the body and you just look at the brain. And gender basically is... This is really, like, paraphrasing the whole thing, but it really comes down to, like, two big elements. It, it's how you feel about yourself. Well, I guess three. How you present to the world and how, I guess, the world sees you. Because you can present in a way and the world might not see you that same way. So how you feel, your gender identity, you know? I, I think you broke it down really good um, because I love that you said, you know, it's, it's in your brain. And then, so that's that's part one, is how, how mm -hmm. I feel, right? Sure. And then again, part two is, how am I presenting? So in my mannerisms, in my clothes that I wear, mm -hmm. how, if I wear makeup, how I do my hair, and then how does the world perceive you based yes. on how you're presenting? And it's really important that you brought that up. I'm currently teaching a course right now at my job uh, about, uh, it's called the Safe Zone Project. And we just had a two hour discussion about gender, identity, and sexuality. And we start off talking a lot about what you just said, those three pieces of yes. your gender. So I love it. Thank you so much. I totally didn't mean to interrupt, but it just- No, you're good. It's you're bringing good. it home for me too. I love it. Um, because it does help to understand. So please, Please, my friend, continue. Oh, I have a whole PowerPoint, two PowerPoints, in fact, <laughs> that I was going to use at the anime convention we usually do our little booth at, so I've got this all down. Um, and, you know, it's just helpful for figuring myself out, too. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, like we were saying, you know, you've got how you feel yourself, how you present, and how the world sees you present, and those two are kind of hard for some people to separate. Um, the way I kind of see it is like this, like, so I identify as non-binary. I really don't feel like I am masculine or I am feminine. I'm just kind of like, I am a Lovecraftian void of dark energy in the deep universe howling at the moon, you know? It's just, there's a whole lot of nothing where a lot of people feel like, I, I, I feel like a woman or I feel like a man. Like, those words just don't kind of, they, they just don't do it for me. It's not a huge dysphoria that I have, and some people have really severe dysphoria, where if they say man or woman in regards to them, it's, it's like if you got misgendered, and I was like, Jason, she's amazing. Like, it just it doesn't feel right. Um, so, I'm not bothered by that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Carol doesn't mind, I know. Carol doesn't mind. <laughs> so, as far as, like, presentation goes, um, the way the world sees you and the way you face towards the world. 
Um, I, do you remember the name of the person that voices uh, Double Trouble in the new Shira? No, like, I was talking Jacob to something. Ethan about that. Um, I don't. Uh, Ugh, but if Jacob's, you oh, it's killing me. Continue talking. I will look it up. For mm-hmm. us. Please do. So they, uh, I don't know if they identify as non-binary or gender fluid. I believe or they what. do. I, I want to say non-binary. Um, and double trouble, like, I just have to say aesthetic goals. Like, non-binary aesthetic goals. Like, I want to identify as a lizard person with no gender. That's so ideal. Um, so they, uh, if you look at the photos of them, Jacob's... Jacob Tobia. Oh, it hurts. Yes, good. Thank you. Ugh. Um, so Jacob Tobia, they dress in a manner that I guess kind of looks more feminine, like the like sometimes lipstick, sometimes uh, like cute earrings and a dress, sometimes like trousers and a shirt. Their style is very fluid, and that's how they present. They present like with some masculine traits and some feminine traits. They don't have a particularly like quote unquote like biologically female looking body mm-hmm. but they accentuate their feminine figure and to the world some people probably might be like okay so that's a girl or a guy to which the response is no thank you um like they're just sort of something else and that's kind of how i feel about myself and that's where I the whole non-binary human comes into being. play yes or a lizard person in cartoon universes i guess truth, but truth yeah it's good. Yeah, hashtag lizard truth. Hashtag Shira. So, for me, one thing that helped is realizing that there's like, there's a scale, really. You could do a scale from like a zero to 100, and you could figure out like, where do I fall on that scale in terms of femininity, masculinity, uh, male or, or maleness, womanness, wom- you know, and I think that's what really helped me figure it out. Because when I, when I started to scale myself and go, okay, well, where you identify as the gay man and i and i do mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. mean are there still some women i'm attracted to yeah but morally like it's more like a romantic attraction not necessarily a physical attraction i'm sorry but janelle monet exists and you're wrong no offense but like <laughs> just saying but being able to figure out because people are like oh well jason you know uh you present as masculine but sometimes you present mm-hmm. as really feminine and i'm like well i'm just me i don't really I don't, I don't think I need to fit to what you think masculinity mm-hmm. is. Like people assume that if I, if you see a, a presenting person that's presenting male and they have a beard, they're a masculine man's man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my voice gives away that I'm not. So um, <laughs> what? But you know, looking at like my traits, sure, there are some times where my masculine traits kind of come out a little bit more, and there's other times where my feminine traits come out, and then it's kind of like, well. You know, people are like, oh, I, I would never wear a dress. And I was like, after I did drag for the first time, <laughs> I was like, y'all, wearing a dress was amazing. Yeah. Especially, like, if you have extra parts there, it's like, yeah. why wouldn't you want it was, to? That's it was that easy amazing. breezy. It was wonderful. <laughs> easy breezy, if, beautiful cover If I could find a drag. cute, like, um, more masculine framed skirt that would yes. make my hips look good. Uh, I oh would God. totally rock that and not feel uncomfortable whatsoever. Pencil skirt. Um, yes. Oh, yeah, pencil skirt. I think that would, that yes. would make my rump look That good. makes the hips look amazeballs on everybody. So when you say um, that with presentation for you, mm-hmm. 
being non-binary, your your outward presentation could change day to day. Yeah, like or hour to hour, is, even. Sure. Um, it's this is where things get kind of like I don't want to say dicey because it's not dicey, but you can really start to pick and choose what applies to you here because. Mm-hmm. That's where you get like gender fluid, where somebody might feel masculine at one moment and then feminine at another. Or again, like a gender where they just don't feel either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have to consider, you know, like you said, like how you present and how people see you. And you can do that gender neutral kind of style. It's coming slowly into the mainstream. It is. It's very like, slow. But it's for those who are not initiated, I uh, am a fashion designer as a career like fashion designer graphic designer sort of both it's weird um i've been to like a good number of trend seminars and like consistently the past like five that i've gone to over the past like two or three years have been saying like non-binary or gender neutral styles are getting like they're gonna be here soon they're very up and coming and i'm so super psyched that i cannot articulate with words in human language (laughs) like some of the styles are just really, really cool because anybody can rock it regardless of how they present, and it really does present very neutral. Like, you don't go, that's girl clothes or that's boy clothes. You're like, that's clothing. Yeah. Um, so the whole gender conversation actually kind of comes in two parts to me, too. You have sort of, like, gender is a social construct. Like, that's just kind of a fact that a lot of people either like or don't like. Um, you know, basically we said, okay, this set of traits is seen as masculine and this set of traits is seen as feminine. So like if you're nurturing and caring and kind of gentle, like you're you're feminine. And if you're strong and aggressive and loud, you're masculine. And there are tests you can do online. Like there's a great sub on Reddit called trans with like 30 A's in it. It's amazing. Um, They have a test on there where you can see, like, what masculine traits you have when you adhere to, like, traditional masculinity and what feminine traits you have. Um, It was really fun to take because I did it and then my husband did it and he got, like, probably 60 or 70 percent feminine and, you know, the inverse of masculine. And I got, like, I want to say it was maybe 60 percent masculine and, like, 40 percent feminine or something. It actually kind of surprised me because I... I, I'm a very sensitive person and I cry like so easily and I I feel very feminine in a lot of ways but I also have like that energy and that drive and I'm very aggressive in a lot of ways and loud and brash like it's very masculine so I just sort of went I don't want any of it thank you I'm full on gender please give to the next person <laughs> and so then you've got like that social construct and then the next part of the conversation logically is like okay well is gender really even like is it an inherent trait or is it something like if you abolished gender roles completely would there still be gender and that's where you move from biological to philosophical and it can ruffle feathers because gender is such an integral part of your identity to a lot of people it's something that from the second we are conceived even we are steeped in um but like at the end of the day personally i feel like if you were to strip all masculine and feminine, like, I guess, labeled traits, I would still just kind of go, meh. You know, I would just sort of be me. Right. Well, so speaking of you specifically, er. as I mentioned earlier, you use they, them pronouns. And 
it's for people it can be hard to change the way that we speak when speaking about someone else <laughs> and and I think there is difficulty for some people to understand when talking about an individual they them pronouns even though sometimes we've already done it you know so can you one can you explain the they them pronoun usage for you Mm -hmm. your expectation why you would like us to use they them pronouns and then um because i think if you explain it how it relates to you that would help other people understand sure the usage um yeah like basically for me um it's I'm a little bit different, which this is also going to come with the addendum of this is a totally, like, every person will have a different reason for how they identify. And there is no right one and there is no wrong one. If you said, like, I know a popular, wonderful joke is, I identify as an Apache helicopter. I'm like, good, you do you, boo. Be the helicopter you wish to see in the world. Like, that's (laughs) fine. Um... I, uh, I'm very flexible with my pronoun usage. Like, if people accidentally say she, her, because I am, like, female presenting in a lot of ways, I'm just like, yeah, bro, that's fine. And if people say he, him, I'm like, yes, I have achieved that element of, like, androgyny that I so deeply crave. Um, if people use they, them, I'm like, yeah, that's the one that feels right, like, because I don't really feel totally masculine or totally feminine, and they, them is just a good neutral way. But, um... I was helping host a panel recently on this exact topic, and I said, like, basically, like, if you would have said, like, hey, ham salad, I would probably turn around and be like, yeah, like, that could, I could really go with any pronoun, because <laughs> I just, as long as it's getting my attention, like, I will probably respond. Um, they then basically comes down to being just, again, like a neutral term, like, it doesn't make me feel effeminate, and it doesn't make me feel particularly masculine. Like, it just, it's a way of getting my attention with language. And again, I have to add, for a lot of people, like, if they are misgendered, it's extremely dysphoric and uncomfortable. I'm very lucky that in a lot of ways I don't really experience that. The two pronouns that I really don't like are, like, miss or missus or ma'am. I really, really don't like those. But if somebody says sir, I'm like... Oh my god, it's the worst. Yeah, it makes me feel like an old because southern lady. I get called ma'am in the drive-thru all the time. Oh no! Yeah, so, like, I, I get that, because I mm-hmm. use he, him, his as, as pronouns. Mm-hmm. I'm not offend. I have friends who I feel like they sometimes are like, oh my gosh, I said something offensive. Like, they'll be like, oh, girl. And I'm like, I'm not offended. You can call me girl, because to me, you're not saying that you know, I should be a girl. You're you're right. treating me like a girlfriend. And yes. I'm okay with that because I say girl to everybody. Girl, yes. Yes. It Queen, doesn't, get yes. it. It doesn't yes. matter how you identify. I'm probably going to call you girl at some point. Like, girl. Dude is the one for me. Like, I have oh, yeah. to be very conscious when friends of mine are like, I do not like dude. And I'm like, D- buddy. But you know, how? Like, yeah, friendo. Hey. Like, it's... It's cool. It's it's interesting, though, because I feel like... I don't know what it is. Like, where... It's like we stop at they, them for some reason. There is just this thing where people are like, no, I'm not going to say that. 
And it's and I want to always say like, well, in this case, it's not about you. <laughs> you but my language is discomforting to right. me. Right, like, it's not about uh, your discomfort. Don't make me it's do a, a thing that I don't want to do. Right, it's about making someone else feel welcomed. You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. um, when we do introductions at events, we always add our pronouns at the end. You're like, hey, my name is Jason. My pronouns are he, him, his. Because what we're doing that, and when you hear people do that, they're trying to say that this is a safe space for you to be who you are. And you tell us what pronouns you want us to use, and we will. Mm-hmm. Because we know what it's, we, we understand. Uh, we may not, I may not understand what it's like to be non-binary, but I, I have an understanding of what it's like to be seen as an effeminate gay man and be, you know, misgendered on purpose, you know, out of spite or whatever. So I can at least take that and go, okay, I know what it's like to be disrespected. I'm going to pause for about 20 seconds and make sure that I don't do that to someone I don't know. I love the fact that you use the term disrespected. Like that's a really, it feels like you really hit it on bullseye (laughs) disrespected is exactly the word i would use because it's not just like you hurt my feelings it's like no you really are like invalidating a very important part of my identity yeah and well i was gonna say now i don't toot my own horn often but of course i when when i met you and another member of our pride family who also used they them pronouns i really struggled at first making sure that I wasn't offending someone. And I'll never forget, because they came up to me and they were like, I understand that you're trying. Stop saying I'm sorry. Aww. Just correct yourself. Good. And I was like, okay, okay. And I made, a, a, from that moment on, I said, okay, for the next 30 days, I am only going to use they, them as a pronoun to describe anyone in my life, oh, TV oh, show, yes. whatever. And honestly, after doing that, after forcing myself to use only that pronoun, it makes it so much easier now. Because if I don't know how somebody identifies, let's say that I'm on a conference call at work and that there's somebody that I haven't met yet and I don't know their, their, how they identify, automatically comes out. Now, I know when I meet with them, we'll have a discussion mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, what, what the email has, uh, what they've said in their email, it's so much easier to put they them in there because I don't know who they are because if I get an email from somebody named Chris Smith (laughs) how do I know what gender Chris Smith is if I've never met Chris Smith yeah you know so it's like well why wouldn't I say they it's so silly it's so silly for people to just treat each other with respect and kindness and take about 30 steps back out of yourself and go how can I make Mm -hmm. this person feel safe with me Right? It's like when somebody comes oh, out to you. That. They're, you're creating that safe space for them to come out to. Right? Well, now I'm giving you that safe, safe, that safe space to come out as who your authentic self is. And you tell me if I overstep my line. You tell me if I make a mistake. And I'm going to work harder to be better at it. Oh, that makes my heart warm. Well, That's you, wonderful. you inspire me. What can I say? Oh, I'm pretty inspiring and humble. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, um, I... I Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> We're just so kind, you and me, and humble again. Like we I just, really are. I can't handle it. I will say enough. that you and I, uh, I feel like we are boosters. And what I mean by boosters is no matter what we're going through, no matter what idea we have, even if it's like just batshit crazy, 
We boost yes. each other all the time. Um, and we do it through like, oh my God, that's so great. What if you added this? Or what if you took away this mm-hmm. and did like, we boost each other up. And I think that's why our friendship is really strong yeah. in the fact that we can go to each other and have conversations that are might be uncomfortable for others, but we can sit down mm-hmm. and go, hey, what about this? And then be like, oh my gosh, you're so good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I think it's like, first of all, yes, it's more true. Second of all, I think everybody is capable of that. I have to say that um, it really comes down to being mindful about the language that you use. And Mm -hmm. I was actually just going to mention, I have a very conservative family member who is close to me. And he's amazing. And he's just like a really giving, kind person. He would literally give you the shirt off of his back if he felt like you needed it. And maybe if he felt like you worked hard enough for it, bootstraps, something, something. Um, but like he's a you know Fox News watching Trump vote and go all good old country guy and again very kind heart does not get any of the pride stuff doesn't get any of the gender stuff and like it's been kind of cool actually hearing his side of things when I start to kind of talk about like oh you know I do kind of prefer they them like I kind of test the waters there because I'm like I don't want to like you know ruin that relationship there. Um, which is something that, you know, a lot of people really have to grapple with, unfortunately. Uh, but with him, I, you know, I dip my toes in the water a little bit and usually he'll respond with like, well, I just can't, like, it's it's so stupid that they get so mad when you do something wrong and it's like, they're so sensitive. And then that's where you use kind of the mindful language, like you were saying, like boosting ideas. So instead of saying you're an asshole and a bigot and I hope you step on 12 Legos tonight before bed, I say... You know, you can go ahead and giggle. It's pretty silly. Um, I say, okay, well, that's a good point. It's really frustrating when people get mad at you and you don't know what you did wrong. Like, that's a very universally frustrating thing. Like, if somebody just flipped you off, you're like, okay, just at the grocery store. You don't know what you did. Um, And a lot of times, I think, for people that don't have experiences with, like, an inclusive community or even a community outside of themselves really uh they just aren't equipped to respond to it so if you say like oh i like they them they're like okay what if i accidentally call you like she her and then i tell my family member well that's up to that person they can either respond really angrily which they're justified sometimes like if you say she her like eight times in a row to somebody you're being an asshole right um but if you say it on accident nine times out of ten, people are gonna be like, "Ah, oh, you're good. Like, I get you. You get. You're good." It's just like misspeaking in any other way, and it's got a little extra edge of hurt to it. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, people kind of like you said earlier will just be like, "You're fine. Like, mistakes happen, and this is a change, and I am expecting you to change your protocol a little bit to fit around me." And the discomfort is normal. And after kind of having that conversation with him. He's not totally sold on it, obviously. He's got a whole lot of Fox News behind him. You know, he really loves Ben Shapiro. Good old little Benny. Um, Really loves Ben Shapiro, which is just so funny. Uh, He's kind of a little bit more open, and I've noticed, like, I'm really raising him well, because over time, he's gotten just a little bit more understanding, and now I can dip my toes in a little deeper and say, like, oh, my time, you know, volunteering with the Pride organization, and instead of, like, oh, you know, he'll be like, yeah, what'd you do? You know, it's not necessarily a friendly response, but it's also not aggressive, and I think 
again, it comes down to being mindful with your language. You just have to be aware that they're never around people like us. And so they're going to respond with fear and they don't want to hurt your feelings. Usually. Right. But, but what I love about this though, is that uh-huh. he just said, Oh, what do you, what'd you do? That's somebody that's willing to listen. Yes. And, and be open <laughs> to education. And that's simply mm-hmm. what we're asking everyone to do really is if you, if you meet someone and, and they misgender you and they mm-hmm. apologize and you correct them and they continue to do that, or they may say, well, why do you go by that? And I know that people's tone can sometimes affect how their messages come across. Oh, yeah, you bitcha. But if I hear somebody say, well, why do you say that? It doesn't matter your tone. Because the fact that you just said why tells me that you're interested, that you're curious. And I might mm-hmm. be able to mm-hmm. educate you today. <laughs> and you might be able to walk away knowing something else about something that you didn't before. Right. So those. Yeah. I love those people. Those are the people we want to talk to. Oh, the world is so much better with people like that. Right. Just a Instead little bit ones, open. Yeah. And, and I hate people who are like, well, you know, my mom is just she'll never change. Great. Stop trying. Why put? <laughs> I, that's my thing, though, because yeah. why keep putting yourself in that situation that you're going to get hurt? Yeah, it's your mom. Listen, I get it. This is going to be really harsh, but blood is not thicker than water. Okay. Oh my God, girl, same. Right? Like, see what you, we did there with the slang. Nah. There's just because you were born into a family doesn't mean that you're part of that family. You can create your own family. This goes for heteronormative people, straight, <laughs> if you will, cisgender people, whatever. It doesn't matter. You don't have to stay in a traumatic experience if you're able to leave. Right? Now, in some cases, I get it. There's some things that keep people around and stuff like that. But sure, sure. I'm not going to spend my time trying to educate somebody who doesn't want to be educated that's a waste for sure that is a waste you have already said that you are closing yourself off mm-hmm. to so many amazing people in the world i would rather go and talk to somebody who says well i just don't understand why 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 they say they them great let me have that conversation with you i'll be more than happy to and i'll break mm-hmm. it down for you in the way that i think you're going to understand the best well and then Actually, like with the Black Lives Matter movement, that's really gotten some amazing, such cool momentum over the past few weeks. Something people have mentioned a lot is like that empathy fatigue and the like teaching fatigue, because a lot of times, you know, I'll be like, so why, like, why Black Panthers? And people will be like, frickin Google it, dude. Like, I don't have to answer every question. And it's true, like, to an extent, you know, educate when you can but it's also not our job to always educate granted right. i'm one of those people where for sure i'm always going to be like let me give you 13 paragraphs i'll email you citated notations and notes and i will write you three articles in the newspaper but a lot of people like who are consistently misgendered in particular probably don't have the emotional capacity at the moment to explain to them and i just want to make sure that anybody listening that does fall under that knows that it's not their job to educate but for the people that do have the capacity it's pretty cool when we do end up maybe just sparking a teeny tiny bit of change in a mind oh and i yeah and i think that's something about you and i specifically and i think about some of my other friends too Mm -hmm. we've hosted panels together we've been interviewed we um have to educate that's part of our job and Mm -hmm. we've we've had some pretty rough things said to us yeah, anime St. Louis, buddy. Yeah. Ooh. And we're like, whoa, okay. Oh Let's bring it back. Uh, uh, but again, 
that's that's where change can happen when you have mm-hmm. those shocking moments or you have those things where you're like I, I I'm challenging in my own beliefs right now yes. because I've been taught to think of things in a stereotypical fashion whether it's LGBTQ plus whether it's you know race whether it's religion I mean we're taught so many things and until you allow yourself to be taught something new you're not going to grow as a person you're just not oh my gosh yeah like uh, you know those whole like motivational like little quotes you can see on Pinterest that you put at and put in your Mm -hmm. little office uh one of them that you see often is like a circle and it says like comfort zone in the inside and then outside of the circle it says like area of growth so like you can't grow in your comfort zone it's so true oh my my god like mental health is something that i've been super engaged with just in the past like six years i've done some crazy hardcore therapy and like the biggest lesson i've taken away from like five years of like pretty intense therapy is that like being uncomfortable is the absolute best sign that you're growing like you're not gonna grow if you're comfortable it's just a fact and that applies for the talks about gender. Like, if you're uncomfortable by this person's new gender, like the, like Zezer, like, you know, how some people use the yeah. Z-E-Z-E-R. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm gonna use it because you want me to. Yep. I'm uncomfortable by it and therefore I'm gonna learn from it. Like, I'm gonna learn from it. Yeah. Um, like, and Oh, I just I love being uncomfortable. It's my favorite thing. Like well, it's awful and great. Because we're uncomfortable with change. Change is scary. Mm-hmm. We're uncomfortable yeah, with yeah. something new. We're also we, when we get uncomfortable that we've done something wrong. We don't like yes. to feel like we did something wrong. That's that right? shame. Right, the shame. And so it's like working through the shame. It's also kind of like there's a a, a great Will Smith video out there where he Good talks start about to a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> It talks about (laughs) failure and our relationship with failure and that somebody taught us a long time ago that failure is bad, but his whole thing is you have to fail forward. If you take what you mistake or you take what you're not doing good at and you learn and you grow from that, that's where the success actually comes in. And it's the same thing of I'm going to make the mistake of misgendering someone. Mm -hmm. I know I am, (laughs) right? I'm still working on that. I'm not a perfect worker. I'm not a perfect piece. I'm a work in progress. And knowing that I'm going to fail and being to say, you know what? Hey, I am so sorry I used the wrong pronouns. Mine are he, him. Can you remind me of yours again so that I can make that change going forward? And and if I slip up, I'm going to pre-apologize now, but I'm going to correct myself very quickly with the right ones. It's all about how we look at it. Oh my God. I love it. Yes. Like, and even on top of that, like I'm sitting here thinking like, ah, part of the whole like shame and validation issues that I have. I'm like, oh my God, I misgender myself all the time in my head. I'll be like, she, her, or he, him or something. And then I'm like, shut up. They, them. Do I let other people say they, them? Oh my God. Like what's happening with existence? Like the universe is so big and I'm so small, just existential spiral immediately, you know? Uh, Like there's no right answer here. And I think that's, Thing that people need to really come away with like you're gonna make mistakes there isn't a right way to be a gender there isn't a wrong way to be a gender and the more people really realize and internalize that the faster we can really like learn to love and accept ourselves for who we are and others right. for who they are yeah that is a beautiful a beautiful um 
I think end of this. We could sit here and talk about this for Aww. probably another three and a half hours. Yes. We should probably You're start another like, podcast in the Gabby with Gason network. Um, oh <laughs> Gabby with, with Gender. Gason about gender. Um, <laughs> Gabby with Gender, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are going to move on now to our... Uh, our fun topics, if uh-huh, you will. Not uh-huh. that that wasn't a fun topic. Now it's time for our segment that we all love. That's oh. entertainment. And with that's entertainment, uh, the first thing that we do is do the one that everybody loves hearing me pronounce. Here we go. <clears throat> what you been binging, bestie? And uh, so I like to tell everyone things that I've been listening or watching or reading or whatever you binge. Uh, yes. Because it, it definitely sparks some things with people. So, uh, yes. Case, what is one thing that you've recently binged? And I'll, I'll give you a second to to do another yes. one here in a moment. But what uh, what's one thing that you've binged recently that you would recommend? Oh, uh, let's see. That I would recommend without offending or disgusting everyone. No, I'm just oh. kidding. Um, <laughs> there's some great anime out there is all I'm going to say. True. Um, Food Wars. Oh my gosh! See, I couldn't quite get into that one because it was a little bit like gross. It was it, it was almost too raunchy where I was like, yeah. "This is uncomfortable." Which I guess I might as well. If you can watch Food Wars, then I'm totally gonna recommend Kakegurui, which is a an anime about a school where um, it's basically like a caste system. Um, okay. Like you've got your like lowest people, and they're called like. Um, mittens or like fido so like it's like a kitten or a puppy that's like the most demeaning thing and to get up in the caste system you have to be good at gambling oh so it's kind of like i don't know i guess you could call it a drama anime it's super super what's the word it's tantalizing there's lots of blushing and oh let's get our gambling freak on is like the main characters like catchphrase and it's amazing because she gets rawly excited for gambling if you know what i mean where it's would one the be best able to show see said show what's the show's name again kake gurui k-a-k-e kake gurui uh it's on netflix um okay. you know some anime purists like to watch it with subtitles i liked the dub just fine it's Okay, I thought it was going to be stupid, because I was like, I just want to watch some hot girls be, like, blushy around gambling, because that's what I heard it was, basically. And I'm like, I'm into that, that's fine. Uh, Actually ended up getting really into the story, and I'm like, oh my god, are they going to bet all of this? What's going to happen? Because it's really well-written and frustrating, because it's really stupid, (laughs) but it's so good. Um, Well, my first one is anime-ish as well. <gasps> and I don't know if you've watched Uh-oh. all of it yet. But, um, <gasps> I, I talked about it in the last podcast, so I'm kind of cheating. But in the last one, I hadn't seen it yet. I just knew that the second season was coming out, but I binged it this weekend. It is Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beast. You can so watch good. on Netflix. I love it. It's a great cartoon. Um, it's about a girl. It's about the future, where hum- humans have to live underground because we destroyed above ground. And above ground, all the animals have mutated in various ways and taken on human characteristics. Um, so the first season was epic, and it has a lot of LGBT representation. Hell so. um, Two very important ones. If you look for it, you will find it. I promise you it's there. Oh. <laughs> and um, the second season did not disappoint. I loved every second of it. We got some lore we got to go back and see what led up to certain things um 
there's a new villain that's introduced. Oh no! Uh. Oh yeah. It's, oh my god, it's I haven't so seen good. it yet, and I'm so amped. It's you are giving so me good. a good trailer. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's fantastic. So, um, Kibo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts, everyone, on Netflix. Season 2, streaming now. Case, what's, you, your, what's your other one? Oh, my other one, that's hard. I feel like I thought of it earlier. Um, my other one... I'm going to go something a little bit less creepy or weird. Uh, there's a podcast I've been listening to called Behind the Bastards. It's amazing. So it's basically, um, it's like a historical podcast and even it does like current events and it's just sort of going through the biographies of really, really awful shitty people and kind of like what led up to them being like that, the things that they did. And it's not the kind of podcast you listen to when you want to be really, really super cheerful. So <laughs> it's great when you've got like chronic anxiety and depression, you know? Um, no, it's a lot of fun. The host is hilarious. He's kind of like a workaholic. He's done every sort of like cool career you can imagine. I know he was like, he's seen combat in war before he's been a journalist he was a writer for cracked.com when that was okay. a thing yeah um he's really really funny and they have an episode called i do not like elon musk very much that i would highly recommend Interesting. um okay it's good and then they also read ben shapiro's terrible racist novel which was a phenomenal series of episodes okay it's very funny very excited about this i love a good podcast oh it's fun um the other thing that I would recommend doing, um, I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. And um, I haven't seen any Marvel movies in a while, you know, after the second Avenger, uh, what is it, Infinity War came out. Endgame. Endgame, Endgame came out. Um, I took a break, you know, and so for a while I kept hearing, oh, you should watch them in chronological order. Not in the order that they oh. came out in, but actually chronological mm -hmm. order. That's like 23 movies. And it's, this yep. has been a project for a couple of months. But I have been binging every Marvel movie in the order oh, that it would take place God. in the timeline. Starting with Captain America and working all the way up to Infinity War and Endgame. And um, what's great about it is that so much has happened in that universe that I had forgotten about some of the really good early Marvel movies. And being mm -hmm. able to go back and be like, God, I love... First of all, I love Captain America. It's one of my absolute favorite movies. But Captain America Winter Soldier is one of the best <laughs> Marvel movies ever made. Like, I <gasps> could pop that in at any time and just watch oh it from wherever Oh my god, no it's way. I That's love so it. so good. I, so, uh, are, are you okay over that? Oh, it's just, it's really funny. Like, I like Marvel fine and... My husband, Dan, tried to show me that, and I was like, this is the most boring movie. I want to go ah. do something. I'm going to paint my nails. This is the worst movie. Why is his name Bucky? That's a stupid name. He's oh, ugly. I hate his hair. And my husband's like, this is a great movie. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's boring. I hate it. Where's Kylo Ren? He's my favorite. I <laughs> so just, love it. It's, it's so good that that's your favorite. I love that. It's so funny. I do. I love it. It's a very Ugh, noir type, favorite. like, political thriller kind of thing. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, I don't know, man. It's just so good. It's my absolute favorite one. I love that you hate it. It makes me so, so yeah, it makes me really happy. <laughs> like That is too funny. Oh. So, um, well, now that we know that, <laughs> let's, let's do some oh. trivia. With our Golden Girls Trivia Challenge. 
Um, so just so everybody is kind of caught up, we've been doing Golden Girls trivia now. This is our seventh episode. And uh, we're going to have eight contestants battle it out to see who knows the mm. most about my favorite Golden Gals. And um, it's been an interesting event um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because right now we have a three-way tie for first place. Wow. Who are they, Jason? Which is Tiffany, Sarah, oh. yes. and now uh, from our last episode, out of nowhere, Beth. So, here's the deal. We have Case tonight, and we're going to do a special bonus episode with Pam, where we just do, like, it's going to be probably a 15-minute episode. We're just going to do Golden Girls trivia with her, because I feel bad, because we should have started with her. Um, But here's the deal. Case, if you can get five right, Mm -hmm. you'll be in the lead (gasps) to win the fabulous Golden Girls prize pack. So that's a clue. I've not told anybody what it is. I just kept saying it's Golden Girls related. I'm telling you now, it's a prize pack. It's exciting. I'm not going to tell anybody what's in it until you win it. But you'll get 10 what? trivia questions. Uh, the goal is you need to get at least five right. Just st- five? Five right to win wow. or to be in the lead for winning. If you get four, you'll be part mm-hmm. of the Golden Galoff that will have <gasps> to take place. Is it after so, the Golden Gala? No, it's just the Golden Galoff. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so how this works is um, we're going to ask you questions. It's either going to be regular trivia for Golden Girls, mm-hmm. dating trivia about their romances on the show, Ooh. or a quote, and you have to say which girl said it. Okay. Now, how familiar are you with the Golden Girls? Uh, so two things. One, a note. Consider renaming which girl gabbed it. <laughs> Just uh, no, you know, that's for free. That's for you. That's a gift. Uh, second you. of all, I'm gonna win this. Like, there's no doubt. I have Ooh. seen zero episodes of it, but I read Google's synopsis on Wikipedia and wrote down all four of the girls' names on my wrist right now. And because I'm a go-getter, wrote little emojis of their faces so I know what their personalities are like. So can I'm cheating. Can you tell us That's their fine. personalities based on your emojis? I absolutely can. Um, so the first one is Dorothy. Um, it's like an angry face that's next to her. I think she's like really like crabby and maybe rants a lot. Um, the second is Rose and it's like two, it's like a wall-eyed like, huh, looking one. I think she's like the little one that's really like, ooh, just kind of out there and cute. Um, then there's Blanche and it just said she's super horny. So I just put like hearts. Um, and then there's Sophia and it said she's the quote unquote matriarch. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that's different from Dorothy. I think maybe they battle it out at some point, but there's a little crown next to her name because of that. I love that you have absolutely no idea what's going on in the show. Um, I do too. That makes this all the better. Let's just <laughs> get so into excited. it. All right. Yes. Let's just do it. Let's get into Let's it. Let's gold those girls. Okay, here we go. Your first question is a quote. Which of the mm-hmm. girls said this? Here's to terrific sex and the dumb blonde who's not getting any. Oh, well, that's obviously Blanche because she's horny, according to my emoji. <laughs> well, as I say in every episode, you would think it is Blanche because she's a <gasps> oh. However, but it was actually, actually Dorothy. Oh, that was going to be my second guess because I was like, the sassy bitches are always the horny ones, too. <laughs> All right. Now, here's some trivia. Mm hmm. And I can't wait to see what you come up with. Yes. What was the name of the pig 
Rose inherited and the girls helped raise. Donald Trump. <laughs> As it should be. Unfortunately, the answer was baby, but... Oh, that's a good picnic. If I could give you bonus points, I would for creativity. Oh, thank you. All right. Do what I can. The next one is a dating question. Ooh. Why did Sophia turn Dorothy's high school prom date away at the door? Because he was 30 years younger than her. Uh, no. Uh, it was because <laughs> he wasn't dressed appropriately. Oh, come on, Dorothy. Or whoever closed the door. All right. Here we go. Next one is trivia. Mm -hmm. Which golden girl tried living in a convent? Hmm. Let's go Blanche. Let's go wild card. Uh, no. Come on. Would have <laughs> been was, funny. It, it was, yeah, it would have been. It was Sophia. Oh, man. It's like my second guesses are all correct and I'm so mad at myself. Maybe. I'm going to ignore the emojis now. Okay. All right. Here's another quote. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. No, no, I will not have a nice day. Rose. No. What was your first guess? Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy. Oh, son of a... Oh, it's a curse. It's a golden curse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. Uh-huh. You have five questions left. <gasps> In order to win, you have to get all five correct. But there's a chance. There is a chance. It's a golden right. chance. We got another dating question for you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what character lied to the press and said he spent the night with Blanche? <sighs> okay. That's going to be David I, Hasselhoff. It was not David Hasselhoff. Now, Damn. I, I, mm -hmm. part of me is like, I feel like I should give you more, but I'm not going to. So, all right. No, it's now, all right. It's if good. you Let's get go. the next four correct mm -hmm. you'll be in the golden galoff golden galoff got okay. it good we're going back with a dating question go <clears throat> which of the girls date offered to show his scorpion tattooed stomach to the rest of the girls oh my god i hope mine first of all because that's amazing <laughs> um second of all i kind of want to be that guy okay uh, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, if I go with the first one, then the second one's gonna be right, and vice versa. Oh, let's go, Blanche, because I wasn't even thinking about her. Who was your first guess? I was gonna say Rose. Who was your second guess? Sophia? No, it was Dorothy. Damn it! <laughs> Oh, Confound the these girls, they drive me to drink. First of all, you gotta watch the show. I think you would love it. I do. It's gonna be on Hulu now, like on our list. Alright. Now here <laughs> is another quote. Which girl said, Have I given you any indication at all that I care? Oh, that says so Sophia. You're right! Hooray! <laughs> oh, right. The crown says it all. <clears throat> now, according to Rose, this is regular trivia. According to Rose, mm -hmm. what city is known as the city that never naps? I'm just going to put it in the not going to get it pile. So I love it. I'm going to say, like, 
My gut is Branson, but I'm gonna go Las Vegas. Uh, no, Saint Gustav. Oh my God, that's a great city name. I've never. What state is that in? Do you know? Uh, probably near Minneapolis, like so probably? Wisconsin, wow. Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Right. Oh, so you, you have betcha. one question left. And I'm going to nail it. And you get to choose. Do you want <gasps> a quote, regular trivia, or dating trivia? Um, surprise me. Oh, you're letting the yeah. host choose? Uh-huh. <clears throat> dating trivia. Jason's choice. Oh, good. The hard one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a happy laugh that I hear. All right, here we go. Which girl's brother dated a police officer he intended to marry? Which girl's brother dated a police officer that he intended? So the police officer is a woman, I'm assuming, if he's straight, unless he's not, which he might not be. Um, I'm going to go... Let's go Dorothy. No, it was. Oh, was it? Dear merch. Was that your? I wasn't even gonna. No, I just like to say that. (laughs) Well, here's the deal. You didn't do horrible because you. I mean, you only got one right. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not bad. (laughs) You didn't fail everything. It's not bad, honey. It's just stupid. That's all. But (laughs) hey, it's okay. It's all right. But now you know what you need to watch because they are icons in uh, the LGBTQ community. So, Oh my god, I know um, Betty White is one. I don't know which one she is, but I know she's one and she's great. Yeah, I think that you uh, you definitely should watch it. I think you'd really like it. Um, I'm super into it. The first it. season, it takes some time to get better, but the later it goes, the funnier it gets. Now, Would you say you, as it ages, it gets better? Yes. So you said Sophia's <laughs> the matriarch and you didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy is actually Sophia's daughter. Nuh-uh. Yeah. So, oh my God, Sophia escapes from the nursing home because it catches on fire and has to come live mm-hmm. with Dorothy, who's moved in with uh, Blanche, and then they let Rose, who they don't know, move in with them as well. So it's all four of them living in a house together. Oh, that's a gaggle of hens if I've ever heard of one. Oh, it's a balls. So, oh my gosh, I've seen a million quotes, and I know that gif of I don't know which one who's like spraying herself twice really frustratedly with like a like a little bottle because she's like, Oh, it's so hot. You use uh, that when you're I like, 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 sexy. like it's really good gif. There are a lot of good gifts from there, you know. Quiz me on gifts, yes. I got it. Yeah, that's why you need to watch the show because then you can you can use them in better context. Oh, then I can better search for gifts. Got yeah. it. Yes, definitely. Um, there are so many quotes from that show. Oh, God, it's so good. Oh, I've seen a bunch of them, like, especially, like you said, with the LGBT community. Yeah. So, hey, now you know next time. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the homework that you did. A for Thank effort. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. A you're going to get. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I studied at least. And, you did. You, know, you did. Pride I love that. that you had emojis. That's what makes me laugh. Thanks. Like I, I wish you could see them on a podcast, but they're. I can see them right now, and I'm cracking up. Yeah. It's amazing. They're really, they're pretty great art. Like I'm an artist. So. Um. Well, you know, we've been gabbing for quite a while. It is actually time to start wrapping up the show. Not that kind. We're gonna wrap the show. <laughs> Get out the door. So, um, we like to end each show here with telling each other. 
a little bit about what brought you some unexpected joy this week. So I want to hear, Case, what was something that brought you some unexpected joy? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I have one short little thing and then one actually sweet thing. Uh, the actually sweet thing, um, I actually just got a text from my best friend who's getting married later Yay. this year. And it's super exciting for her. Um, apparently, her cousin has a kid that just came out as uh, non-binary, and oh, wow. they were. My friend was planning on having the kid go as like a flower girl or something, and now she's like, "Well, I'm just gonna ask them if they want to do anything because I'm not gonna say flower girl, like just flower friend or something. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. even have to be flowers and." It's just cool that that like the the timing of it is really uncanny because I didn't know she had a cousin until now, for instance. So, it's like neat. We're talking about gender, and this person, like this very young person, just came out as non-binary. Like that's so cool. Funny little thing. Um, I saw a pair of my underwear in my dog's food bowl because she likes to steal underwear and put them in her food bowl when she eats. Mm-hmm. I don't. Okay. Socks, um, underwear, shirts, anything. Yeah. She steals underwear. She's a thief. Wow. That took us completely so far away. I don't even know how to come back from it. I'm trying to be a professional host. Don't be professional. Um, just just go with it. <laughs> don't just be me, is what you're saying. Don't be professional. No. Just be you. Just be um, Gason. So mine does not have to do with a dog and underwear. Uh, just underwear? No. <laughs> okay. Mine is uh, two of my very best friends, um, Beth and Mallory, who are married, uh, and mm -hmm. Beth was on last week's episode, um, have recently moved into a new house, and they hosted a, uh, I'm going to call it uh, a moction, and it was basically, they needed to get rid of stuff that they didn't want anymore, and they didn't want to try to have a garage sale, because you can't do that during COVID anyway, mm -hmm. so they invited a couple of us to do a Zoom meeting with them. And oh. they would walk around like QVC hosts with our friend Chris and hold up the items that they no longer wanted and they would tell us about them. And then uh, the rest of us would hold up our bidder numbers if we wanted oh. to take the item for free. And it was so funny and so ridiculous. And I'm really excited because I got a Pac-Man uh, no. bow tie. <gasps> yeah. And uh, I got some Christmas cookie jars and some Christmas decor. Um, oh, man. And I got a butt mask, which is <gasps> not... It's like a face mask, but for your butt. So Oh, um, I thought it was like a mask of a butt that you put on your face. No, it's... Either a, way, it's, it's a, great. Right, either way, it's interesting. So I'm very excited mm -hmm. to get those things. But anyway, it was a really fun way to spend like a Sunday afternoon. I think it That's took adorable. like three and a half hours. It was so wow. funny. We had such a good time because everybody was making jokes and then we oh. would do a roll off with dice if more than one person wanted the same item oh. and then whoever got like whatever would get it. Um, it's really, really cool. Uh, it was really, really fun. So it brought me it's some so wholesome. unexpected joy. So I liked it. It was really good. Uh, it was a fun time. It's a genius um, idea to get rid of stuff. Oh, yeah, because you're not worried about trying to make money. You're just literally like, hey, come take my crap for free. Yeah, and you're, like, hanging out with your friends with it, too. Exactly. It's and it was it was funny. I kept changing my Zoom background to QVC <gasps> studio shots. So, and they were all, like, the QVC at Christmas time studio shots. <laughs> yes. It was a good time. Um, well, I, I, I know we've been talking for a while. It feels like we just started, honestly, but we've been going for uh, an hour 
and more. Um, some, <laughs> it's, yep. It's been a while. Something, something editing. So here comes the time where I plug the show. Um, you can always uh, reach out if there is a question that you have that you'd like us to answer on the show about anything in the LGBTQ community or... You know, if you just want to hear my thoughts on current events, I don't know why you would, but maybe you would. <laughs> um, you can always reach me at gabbingwithgason at gmail.com. Remember, that's gabbingwithgason with a G at gmail.com. Or do the fun thing. Let people hear your voice and leave a voicemail. Uh, remember, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash gabbingwithgason. Click on the leave a voicemail link and then leave a little voicemail. You can do it from your cell phone. You don't even have to be on a computer. You can do it from whatever device that you're using and just quickly leave a little voicemail. And if you want to stay caught up on the show and always know when we have new episodes, you need to like and subscribe and follow the show as much as you can. So, uh, and share the show with your friends. Let them know that, hey, there's this gay guy and he won't shut up. Um, and he has really cool friends on and they talk about weird topics you know one time they talked about ghosts for an hour and a half so oh, you know good. it's a good time so uh, we are on all of the podcast platforms all the ones that I know about anyway we're on Anchor, Spotify uh, iTunes or, or the a- Apple Podcast app, uh, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast Radio Public, Outcast and like I mentioned on the last show, I randomly Googled the Gabbing with Gason show and found out we're also being hosted on a podcast app called Owl Tale. So that's really uh-huh. exciting that we're out there all over the place. So please make sure you like and subscribe and share the show um, and make sure that you subscribe so you can be notified when a new episode drops. Now, just because Pride Month is over doesn't mean the joy of celebrating is gone. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting next episode... It will be July, and July is the best month around, minus December, because July is my birthday month, (gasps) right? And uh, because I'm not exhausted yet, we are going to continue doing weekly episodes all through the month of July, uh, so I can bring on friends to celebrate my birthday and talk a lot about me, because that's all you tune in am, is to hear about yours truly. So uh, there'll be a very special announcement in July uh, that I can't wait for everyone to hear. It's very exciting. Um, If you um, want to be on the show and I haven't booked you yet. Now, I'm booked out. I'm not kidding, everybody. I'm booked out until January um, with people being on the show because all of my friends want to be on it, which is fantastic. That's pretty great. So um, after July, we'll go back to biweekly episodes again until we start to get into the fall. But... um, if you want to be on the show, just please make sure you reach out. Send, send us an email or send me a voicemail. Uh, if you know somebody at Malibu, for the love of God, get them on the show. Get Joe Malibu, we're looking for you, buddy. We are. Um, so here here comes everybody's favorite part. Um, we are home of the 99-cent podcast because that's all <laughs> the value I can give you for your money. And uh, we actually got our first sponsor in the last episode. So to that individual, thank you for donating 99 cents a month to the Gabbing with Gason program. If you're interested in doing something like that, feel free. (laughs) I won't say no, but I'm also not going to beg you to do it. But I am going to let you know that it's available out there. Uh, All you have to do 
to sponsor the show is simply go to anchor.fm slash gabbingwithgason and click on the sponsor now link. And it gives you three options. And here's where I am going to say something. Please, please don't ever give more than 99 cents a month. There's an option to do $5.99 and $9.99. I will have the biggest anxiety attack ever <laughs> if someone were to donate $9.99 a month. I cannot give you that kind of quality on this program. All right? I can't. So if you're interested in giving under a dollar a month. It's just the you- cost of two gumballs. <laughs> That's a deal. <laughs> You can uh, go to anchor.fm slash gabbingwithgason and click on the Sponsor Me Now link and donate. But again, you don't have to. But again, to our one sponsor, thank you ever so much for giving me 99 cents a month. I appreciate it. For giving you some? Gaving, for for yeah. giving Gason some, some monies. Um, <laughs> it's so weird talking about people trying to get you know money from them. Um <laughs> Because everybody's like, oh, why don't you do a Patreon? And I know, Casey, you and I talked about it, too. And I'm like, I have <laughs> ideas. But I feel like we got to get a little bit further in the program before I start hitting you up for Patreon-style money. But if you'd like to sponsor the show, you can do so. But if you don't, it's okay, too. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Your Patreon ideas were really weird. Just you eating cereal for an hour, a video of that? I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's just, like, I don't know where you were coming with that, you know? You know, some people like that kind of thing. It's very... Was that I guess. ASMR? There's a niche just for everything. Like, crunch into the mic. Oh, my God. Please, ASMR, like, eating a bowl of cereal. Oh, that's the like, worst. I can't handle it. Chewing ASMR with Chasen. Oh, it's so bad. So... <laughs> Join me next episode uh, as I welcome my next guesty bestie co-host, <gasps> Mallory. She'll be oh on to start God. off birthday month with Gason. It's going to be a, a month of fun. Um, please don't forget to leave voicemail telling us about Pride. Uh, we're also going to let you know now, if you want to call in and wish me a happy birthday, you can start doing that now, too, by leaving a voicemail at anchor.fm slash gabbingwithgason. And you can uh, any, send any happy birthday wishes you would like, and uh, we'll play them on the show. We're so, talking to you, Malibu. Yeah, Malibu. Send a birthday box for the love. Yeah, Joe Malibu, come on. <laughs> Joe Malibu. We don't even know what his name is. Just oh, we Joe know. Malibu. It's Joe. He knows. He Joe knows. Joe knows. So, Case, thank you so much again for being on the show. I oh, appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. It. It's I hope been you had so fun. fun. Good. Oh, my gosh. Good. We'll have you back again, I promise. I don't know when, oh, but at some point. Boy. Eventually. That's fine. In the distant future, if the world isn't completely burned down. Correct. Correct. We can so, hang out in the ashes. <laughs> oh, that, you know, we're phoenixes. We'll yeah. rise. Aww. I know, right? We have to fry up first, but that's fine. Truth. It's okay to happen. <laughs> so as we end every show, I just want to tell everyone, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day, your night, your weekend, your bathroom experience, whatever you're doing while you're listening to the show. And please remember to keep spreading and sharing your joy, because that's how we're going to get through all the things that life tosses us. Thank you again, uh, Case, for being on. Everyone else, thank you for listening. Have a great rest of whatever. And uh, bye, Case. Hooray! Bye! (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for some listener voicemails. And remember, if you'd like to leave a voicemail to be played on the show, simply go to anchor.fm slash gabbingwithgason. Hey Jason, I just wanted to call and say what pride means to me. 
I believe that pride is all about community and building a better community, not only for myself, but for my friends and family and for future generations so that the generations coming next will not have to deal with the bias and hatred of the people that came before them. It is my 100% belief that people should be able to love who they want to love, regardless of how they identify or who they want to love. Pride encompasses that for me.